This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 99. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of our podcast, number, drum roll please, Brrr. 99. So we're, we're going to have to stay in the drum roll phase until... I know, right? Uh, we're gonna it's a be, long drum roll. Yeah. In this episode of our podcast, we are going to be giving you a sneak peek into our garden. We're going to... We're really getting adventurous now. Okay, we started out with just a couple of boxes with some herbs actually i should say if you've been listening to us for a while we have experimented and when i say we larissa has experimented (laughs) with certain things uh with varying success but it is really looking good this year i'm I'm getting better you are getting better out of myself so because we went from such novices to actually growing some stuff now we want to share some of that with you we're going to discuss discuss our natural growing techniques and some pest control methods we're going to also uh, share some successes and some challenges that we've encountered along the way like the other night when we just got pummeled by hail (laughs) what what did that do to larissa's poor Poor lettuce lettuce. yeah (laughs) I felt so bad. And that's so funny. Uh, I was sitting uh, as as the hail was pounding down on the roof. I was and and shredding our window screens and Yeah, they we were they were completely shredded. Oh, we're going to have to get yeah. we're going to actually call the insurance adjuster tomorrow because we got quite the I thought the windows were going to go. Oh, I thought so yeah. too. If we hadn't had screens, they we probably would have lost at yeah. least one window. But uh we lost the screens instead. So, but no, as as it was raining down on the roof these giant hail i mean it was so loud and we were all all three of us were in the closet uh vicky and molly brown and i were in the closet at molly's insistence um i was thinking oh our cars our cars are not covered and then i was thinking oh my gosh my lettuce (laughs) i went out in the morning and the little lettuce was going help me you know but on the positive side i want to talk really quickly about something very serendipitous that happened too you found a lost dog that same yes. day, earlier that same day, it was a stray, and of course, Larissa had to pick it up, <laughs> and she was really adorable. I didn't she's get to see her. Tiny. I'm sure I'll get to see her because she's now has a home with our next door neighbors. So yeah. that's pretty cool. They they took her in. Uh, mm-hmm. What was she about four pounds? Maybe? Oh my gosh, tiny. I don't even think she's four pounds. She's tiny. She's long hair. She's I don't. Know, she's like a she's like a Lhasa. Chow, I mean, Chow, a Lhasa Chihuahua mix. Or something. She's tiny. Yeah. But wow. uh, she was just wandering around and she's really thin. She came right up to me. I checked her for chip, no chip. Um, so anyway, our neighbor ended up taking her. Their daughter named her Isabella. And that was the night, the day before that horrible storm. Yeah. So if we hadn't that done that, the then morning. she would have been out in the, in the Yeah, storm. she would have had a really rough time of that. Yeah. All right. But first, we have a Facebook shout out. Yes, and we have a Facebook shout out today. We are unfortunately um, out of new ratings and reviews. Sad face. Sad sadness. So if you haven't a left tear. us a rating, please consider doing so. <laughs> that would be great because <laughs> you'll be up next on our uh, right. giving on reading them out. Right? Yep. No delay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but we have a Facebook shout out, and this shout out is 
a response that we got from our fill in the blank Friday question from two weeks ago. Now, a few weeks ago, we started doing fill in the blank Fridays. So every week, uh, Vicky creates a little uh, meme kind of thing with a picture and then a fill in the blank question. And so this one was from two weeks ago now as we're recording. And the question was, or the, the fill in the blank was, if I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be blank. And we got some really good um, responses, but I think this one, this one's a winner. And uh, it's from Kim Dahlberg. And now Kim obviously put a lot of thought into this. And she's thought about this probably for a long time, because uh, this is like the most detailed answer. So on something and so simple, delicious sounding yeah. answer. Right. So here's what Kim said. She said, yep, salads. That's it. Now, I'm going to pause here for a sec. When I think of a salad, I think of like some romaine lettuce and some croutons and dressing. Ha, salad, right? All right, so listen to Kim's idea of salads. Roasted root veggie salad, Mexican spiced brown rice and black bean salad with creamy avocado dressing, quinoa and grated fresh beets with warm, sweet miso ginger dressing salad, roasted Indian garbanzo beans over spiraled, spiralized zucchini with a curry dressing salad, or how about caramelized tofu with sugar snap peas and jicama salad? Yep, just salads, LOL. Uh, and just salads? I, I mean, know. That is like the, that is like the awesomest salads. <laughs> I think you could have like an entire restaurant just yeah. with that menu. So hopefully, right? Kim, if you've taken any pictures or you or if you would consider taking a picture in, of one of these, especially that last one, that caramelized tofu, that sounded really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had those really good sugar snap peas at, at your cafe. Oh, my gosh. They had some Asian sugar snap peas that were really good. They, <laughs> we have this farm to fork like station at my work and it, they have different things and they happen to have those peas and i told larissa oh i could have just eaten that alone mm-hmm. yeah they're really good all right so thank you kim for that comment and we love all the responses that we've been getting to the fill in the blank friday so uh keep them coming guys all right now we have a couple of news articles the first article i wanted to share is from california and actually it's with uh it's about california's drought so much like texas we've been in drought what for 10 years ever. <laughs> yeah. been, uh, California is ex- experiencing a very serious drought. And I'm sure our, our community members in California know all about that. But apparently the governor, Jerry Brown, has ordered that water consumption be reduced by 25%. And they're running like some anti-drought campaigns that are asking people not to take long showers and avoid overwatering their lawns. And I think the mandate was to reduce their consumption by 25%. Yet, unfortunately, and why this is news we're reading here, the farms are exempt from this mandate. Now, you guys may recall, and we did do a podcast on vegetarianism and the environment where we spelled out some how uh, vegetarianism can help the environment, Mm -hmm. you may recall, and there's actually been research that shows that factory farms use at least 47% of California's agricultural water consumption. Now, this is uh, factory farms, meaning animals, right? Yes. So we're talking about dairy and the meat industry. Now, the there was a spokesperson for PETA, the uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals that said it's irresponsible to restrict water to local homes, businesses, and schools while allowing its free flow 
to the water-intensive production chains of the meat and dairy industries. And I would agree with that. I mean, I don't know. I know you have to, they still have to use some, but I don't understand why they would not be considered part of the mandate when you're asking other people, you know, you're asking everybody to kind of contribute to that. It would make sense that you're also asking the these factory farmers to pay attention to that as well. Right. And I can imagine that there are lots of different conservation techniques that these farms could employ that they're probably not for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think that that would be one thing, you know, if they're going to do this type of farming, which I wish they, w- I wish they wouldn't, um, that they could look into maybe doing some conservation type um, efforts. And then that episode of ours that you mentioned was episode 37. That's correct. And if you go to that, of course, you're Uh, It would be great if you want to listen to that. And then we also have some links from some of the information that we got for that particular podcast in case you're interested in more about how these factory farming, the the meat and the um, dairy industry affect our environment. Right. All right. So what's the next article? All right. The next article, a little bit more positive news, is that multi-platinum musician and DJ Moby. So you remember, you don't, you didn't, you, when I told you this, you didn't remember who no, Moby I said, was. What did I say? He's the bald kid, right? He's the bald dude. <laughs> but he had some really good music in the 90s. And I still like to listen to some of his stuff while I'm on a bike, when I'm doing like spin in the gym. It's really cool. Really upbeat. Yeah, I'm more of like a Duncan Sheik kind of person. I don't know who like that a, is. Yeah. <laughs> and I know somebody else. <laughs> probably got people on the other side are going, you don't know who that is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, probably not many people do. <laughs> uh, okay, but he's opening a vegan restaurant in Los Angeles. As a matter of fact, in there's a district in Los Angeles called the Silver Lake District. It's a little trendy. And his restaurant is called Little Pine. It will be, the the menu is designed by Chef Ann Thornton, who is the host of the Food Network. Now, I'm going <laughs> to say this slowly, because when we, were, we did our kind of practice run, I said it wrong. Dessert first. <laughs> I kept wanting to say desert. I don't know why. Well, it's probably because dessert California's first. in a drought. Yeah, maybe, and... I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> desert <Okay>. first. <laughs> dessert first. And this will be opening, and apparently he opened a similar restaurant in Manhattan called Teeny that Hmm. opened in 2002. So this is kind of like the other coast version of that. Cool. So that's really awesome. And they have a little store there. They're going to be selling like vegan cookbooks and then also environmentally friendly housewares. Nice. All right. That's it for our news updates. I think we're ready to get to our main topic. Okay. Let's talk about what's in those garden boxes outside. All right. Well, you know, it's funny. And I told you this earlier, when I sat down to make this list, it just it really hadn't occurred to me until I actually sat down and wrote out everything that's out there. It didn't occur to me how much variety we really have right now. It looks beautiful, too. It really does. And and I I say the the boxes, but it's not just the boxes. So we have if you want to see what boxes we we use, we have some they're called Gronomics boxes. Really nice, very sturdy, really wood, good solid to, wood. Solid wood and easy to put together. Larissa put those together by herself one time when I was at work. Mm-hmm. And she even you put pictures out somewhere. I did. You, um well yeah, I've got this the is a blog post. Yeah, we'll have the link on the in the show notes and we'll talk about okay. those a little bit more, but um yeah, they were super easy and really sturdy. We're on our third year with those right, right now. And um but they, not just that. So now you have some potted stuff too. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. No, Let's, that's okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. So as I was making this list, I was like, oh my gosh, we really do have a wide variety out there. So we've got, uh, it's mostly herbs right now and everything is in containers. Uh, we just don't have, we're not 
really set up to grow in the ground here in our yard. Um, it's clay. It's very, yeah. Well, the soil is bad. It's very clayey. I mean, you can actually dig down and get a thing of soil and make it a fist and it'll stay like that. Cause there's so much clay, but it's also, it's our, it's our yard, our backyard. And, um, eventually I'd like to maybe like do a little place we could do a raised bed, but right now we've got containers and they're, they're good. So what we have uh, in the herb department, we've got rosemary, thyme, oregano, sweet basil, lime basil, garlic chives, onion chives, uh, two varieties of parsley, both curly and Italian flat leaf. We've got spearmint, peppermint, marjoram, dill, lavender, chamomile, and sage. Wow. That's a lot. I know. And I didn't, I just didn't realize how many different things we have out there. Okay, and you didn't even get to the vegetables yet. No, no. Uh, vegetables, we've got tomatoes, uh, jalapenos, leeks, and, well, hopefully lettuce. I know. Those I know. things were just, they I were was, already just... Yeah, they, they were, were really very... starting to grow and, and be good. And, and so I was out there this afternoon after we got home uh, from our errands. I was out there brushing them all the dirt off the tops and giving them a pep talk and like, come on, you can do it. You know, I know. But the so, thing is, we're under a severe thunderstorm watch again tonight. <laughs> I and Poor I have baby. said it will. I, I think we're going to get some weather girl back. says it's going to storm. weather girl says it will storm again. <laughs> so hopefully they'll survive. They were they're in a very fragile state right now. They're in yeah. ICU. <laughs> I know. I know. And then uh, in the other category, we've got, I've got some citronella that is really actually nice because when I go out there and do work outside, uh, we haven't had, the mosquitoes haven't been too bad lately, but now with all this rain, I think we're, they're probably going to pick up again. But if it's kind of mosquito-y out there, I'll pull off a couple of leaves and kind of rub them between my hands and then rub them on my legs and my arms. Um, you know, citronella is a natural Mosquito repellent. Yeah, when you find like those uh, candles, they sell those mm -hmm. candles that help keep the insects away from outdoors. That's what it's made of, citr citronella. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's so nice when I brush, like if I just brush by it with my legs or brush something against it, then I get that smell. Or even when I water it, I get that strong smell, which is awesome. Uh, so citronella and then some butterfly weed which I've really been nurturing and it's just taken off this year. I've had it since last year and I thought I was going to lose it last summer, but now it's really taken off and it's really filling out and um, it just looks great. It's just, it's got some buds starting for, for flowers now. And so that'll attract the, all the butterflies and the hummingbirds. So, uh, and then we've got passion vines, red and purple that I put on our, to, tr to uh, train up our, um, what do you call it? What's that thing? It's not a baker's rack. It's, it's, it, I mean, it looks like a baker's it's like rack. A rack sort of. that, it's a rack. Yeah. It's a, we got it's, the flea market. Yeah, like for 10 bu 15 bucks. And I was so mad at myself. I could have talked him down. 13. You got it down to 13. Oh, yeah. I got it down from 15 to 13. I still say I could have gotten it for yeah. 10. But anyway, we've got some plants, <laughs> some uh, pots on it. And then I trained the vines to go up the side. And they're looking really nice. So, uh, so that's what's out there. Um, so let's talk about how we grow these. So okay. as Larissa mentioned, we use all containers. Nothing is in the ground. There are pots, which are terracotta pots. Those are not the best because they dry out quickly, but they're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> they are yeah, pretty. Yeah, we only have sure. a few out there right now that are terracotta. Yeah. I like the way they look. They're just so I rustic looking, I you know. Too. And then the ceramic. Those mm -hmm. are also very pretty. We have some plastic as well, and that's not the best because the sun can make them very brittle, and of course, 
well, they're plastic, right? Yeah. But yeah. we do have some, and we'll probably replace those, right? Because uh, I love the terracotta and the oh, yeah. ceramic. Anyways. I know. And I, you know, I've got some more terracotta in the garage, but you know, the plants that I have in the plastic ones are already established, and the plastic pots are actually bigger, and I need them for the tomatoes and for the, the peppers. I need the bigger pots. Um, but eventually, yeah, I'd really like to get some of the big um, ceramic ones. And uh, the, the one thing about the, the plastic is that they're so brittle. They're several seasons old now, and they are so brittle that I had to be careful when I picked them up. But I noticed uh, after the hail the other day, they've got a couple holes like oh. around the top where the hail just hit them and they just shattered. So. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me Considering either. what it did to our actual house where it chipped oh. away the wood, yeah. the hail did. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so we have those. And then we have the garden boxes. Now, those are the ones that we were just talking about, the Gronomics brand boxes. And as we were saying, I mean, there's solid wood planks, uh, posts for the for the legs. And then the posts have a like a newel post finish on top, which is really nice. And they were super easy to put together. We have a the, now our this is kind of cool, actually, our second ever blog post on the website is from April of 2013, so two years ago, and it's Get Your Grow On in Gronomics Raised Garden Beds. And that's the post that I wrote when I put these things together. And the first one I put together I actually took pictures of every single step. So I was out there with my phone and, you know, putting one thing together and then taking a picture. And then so I've got step-by-step pictures on that blog post. And you know, that's still one of our top blog mm-hmm. posts that people look at that one and the chickpeas which is puzzling to us <laughs> I, the, the roast the cinnamon the roast sugar, cinnamon chickpeas. sugar chickpeas it's like i don't know really strange yeah yeah but uh, anyway so if you if you're interested in learning more about these boxes check out that post um it's got the assembly instructions instructions and then i actually have the link to the pdf from the company as well um and this is our third season with those we started with them in 2013 they're really holding up really well. And, you know, the, the company that Gronomics sells a, like a finish that you can put on them to protect them. I didn't do that because I didn't want to add the chemicals. They're still holding up great. Awesome. You know, uh, despite all the sun and the, the uh, rain that we have, they still, they're great. And um, so definitely check out that post if you're interested. The other thing I like about them is right now we just have the two, um, I don't I think they're like 24 by 36 and then they're raised up off the the ground by a, a few feet mm-hmm. with with legs but they have so many other shapes and sizes and varieties they have the raised beds that actually go on the ground they've got really tall skinny ones that you can put on a fence they've got all different kinds and I actually want I'd like to get one of the fence ones I think that would be cool Yeah but, if our fence can take it Oh, I know. That's true. It's an old fence. (laughs) That's true. Pull pull the whole fence down. That's true. Um, But anyway, so they have a whole different variety. And we have in our Amazon store, uh, our affiliate store, I've got a lot of the links to the different sizes and shapes and everything in there. All right, let's talk about the growing medium because I know you, this has changed over the last couple of years, right? Right. Yeah. I, you know, when I, I've done some experimenting, uh, you know, me and my experiments, my mad scientist, yes. the mad scientist in me. Um, so when I first started a number of years ago, I just used the, I don't know, what is, what, what is that brand? Um, the, uh, 
I can't think of the name, the brand, yeah. but just regular potting soil. Yeah. And I mean, I used that and then I wanted to do more organic cause that wasn't organic. And so I switched to, I did some research online and I switched to making my own, um, medium that was soilless. So it was a mixture of the coconut fiber that was that I reconstituted, I bought the bricks and reconstituted them with water. Uh, So the coconut fiber and organic compost. And I did that uh, last year. Last year, I guess was the first year I did that. And then this year, I switched back to some potting soil. But I used organic potting soil. And then I mixed that in with the existing soil, the, the growing medium that I have in the boxes to kind of refresh them and in the, in the containers. And then in new containers that I started this year, I mixed the organic potting soil with organic compost and that gave it a nice, uh, lighter texture and gave it some nutrients and, um, I, there, everything's doing really well. Yeah. And Molly is super attracted to it. We have to (laughs) fence her off from it. I know. <laughs> I've to, she, the first time the, when we discovered that she was, she like ran up to the plant, grabbed a mouthful of this, mm-hmm. and then ran off into the yard with it. So. Yes, it's the compost. <laughs> it's the compost in it. Like dog. <laughs> so I had to, to get yeah. some of that uh, that green uh, plastic coated wire mesh stuff and cut stuff out and make all these cages for all my stuff. So dog. if you do this, you might want to. Yeah, check, Learn check from your dogs. Us and just check your dogs and make sure your <laughs> pets aren't uh, picking at it. Yeah. Now she started grabbing mouthfuls of mulch and running off. <laughs> she ran in the dog. house the other day with a big thing of mulch. Like, really, Molly? <laughs> oh, so um, anyway, what, uh, if you want information on doing the coconut fiber compost mix, I did a blog post on it in April of 2014, so a year ago. It's it's just called How Does Our Garden Grow? And I included in that one step-by-step pictures on how I got the coconut, uh, expanded the coconut fiber, the ratio that I mixed the coconut fiber with the compost, and then uh, filling the boxes and everything. So that's a, a blog post from a year ago, and we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, and then we also do use fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And the fertilizer is the brand is Espoma. It's E-S-P-O-M-A, and it's organic, uh, organic garden tone. Right. Now, they've got a couple of things, and I, I like this because they have a, it's, well, you know, it's their proprietary mix, I guess, of of biological organisms. So it's organic. It's all organic, and it, it works really well. I've used it, this is the first, well, no, I used some of it last, I started using it last summer, and then I used it uh, in the spring, this spring, and the Garden Tone one that they have is more for, like, containers and, uh, like, flowers and vegetables, and then the, and herbs, and then they have a Plant Tone, which I have, and I use that on our trees. We've got a, a magnolia tree, and we've got a mountain laurel. And I've used that on the trees. And I like it. I It's not uh, chemical. And so I just use it as according to, to the instructions. And I have really good results with it. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, let's move on to natural pest control, because this is something that we were very much wanting to do with the garden. We knew we did not want to use chemicals, keep it as chemical free as possible. And so we talked about companion planting, mm-hmm. right? So companion planting is where you plant other plants with your 
uh, vegetables and your herbs that will help naturally protect it, the other plants from uh, insects. Right. Right. And there are some really good lists. If you just, you know, you can just go online and Google companion plants and you'll get some really good lists of what helps what and what you should not plant together. And um, so I would highly recommend doing that. I'll put some links, some of the links that I refer to a lot in the show notes for companion planting. And, you know, as I mentioned, it's more than just uh, what to plant with things to help them. It'll also tell you what not to plant together. And that's that's important too. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have either until I read that. I'm like, Ooh, so I saw then I went, I read that and then I went out and checked all my stuff. Unfortunately I was good. So, uh, but, uh, there are a lot of companion plant options that help with pest control specifically. Uh, but I'll just, we're we're just going to mention the ones that we're doing right now. And it's just a couple things. Um, the first thing is marigolds. And the more I read about this, the more I'm seeing the debate about marigolds. And, you know, fight about anything. I know. And it's, (laughs) it's just like anything else, all the other stuff we talk about, you know, some people will say that it helps some people say it hurts, you know, but the debate now is, do they really help repel pests so many gardeners are now calling the calling it the the marigold pest control myth and specifically that marigolds deter beetles which you know there's people on this side say yes they do and then there's people on this side say no they really don't um one thing that i did read is that it's more likely that they're beneficial for controlling nematodes in the soil as opposed to bugs that actually come you know above ground and get on plants Okay, but even if they don't, they're still pretty to look at. Exactly. And I always put marigolds out <laughs> every beautiful. year. I love marigolds. I love the way they smell. A lot of people don't like the, the smell of marigolds. It's a very distinct, strong smell, but I like them. I don't think I do. I think you let me smell one one, or you told me to smell one one time, and I don't think I did. But again, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, All right, so let's move on to chives. Chives, yes. Uh, chives help control aphids when you plant them with lettuce, celery, and peas. And then for tomatoes, they will help improve the flavor and the growth. And so with my tomato plant, I've got um, some onion chives planted like right at, you know, at the base of that. Um, And then I have some marigolds in there too. So, you know, if it helps, if it doesn't, I don't care. All right. And then we have homemade soap spray. Now this you did, you recently did a post on this. It was a quick tip Tuesday where you showed how to make a DIY non-toxic insecticidal soap spray. Right. And the reason I did that is because my butterfly weed was infested with aphids. And, you know, I had I had the orange aphids. If, if you know about butterfly weed or um, milkweeds, you'll know that they get the, the little orange ones. And those don't really hurt the plant per se. But then I started seeing the black aphids. And those were starting to make my leaves curl and just being ugly. And uh, to mention, they, they, they looked a little creepy all like hanging around. Oh, the here. orange ones? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I don't mind the orange ones, but the black ones had to go. And so I but I knew I didn't want chemicals. So I looked online, I found some great insecticidal soaps. And it's really simple to make. Um, but if you go to the Quick Tip Tuesday post it I show you exactly how to make it and how to use it and I had really good results I have no more aphids it took several applications but uh, and if they come back then you just spray them again you know it's not something that's gonna be toxic and you do have to repeat but it's it's worth it to me 
All right. So in, to sum everything up, let's talk about some of the successes. So some of the things that have worked this year is that not so many things have died this year. Yay. You're being nice. My, the show, the, the, the out, in the outline I wrote, Larissa has managed not to kill much so far this season. So Vicky's being nice. I, I was just, yeah, I was just, uh, just toning it down a little bit. Um, okay. And you've also gotten, no, this is the other thing, better at watering. So these Texas summers are really, really hot. Mm-hmm. We'll get up into the 100, 100, depending on the year. I mean, we've gotten into the 115 degree mm-hmm. mark, and then we get that unbearable humidity as well with that coastal kind of wind com- coming up. So we've had some help this year at the, the drought or the last, actually, we're still in a drought situation, but we have gotten more rain than we typically have in the past. I can't remember the longest... There was a there was a span like a couple of years ago. We went like almost the whole year without much With rain. No rain, yeah, it's crazy. So um, we've got a little help there, and Larissa always takes advantage of when we know it's going to rain, putting some things out into the yard. So we because a lot of these we have under our patio, mm-hmm. and she'll take them out into the yard. Obviously, the ceramic you want to be careful because if it does rain like the hail, that could mm-hmm. shatter those. It already yeah. dinged your even the plastic ones. So yeah, yeah. Well, I can't carry the plastic ones out because if I lift it or break, but. Um, but the other thing that I do is we don't have a rain barrel, an actual rain barrel, but I kind of improvise. So we've got an old cooler, an old Coleman cooler that's like, what, 20 something years old. Yes. And we're going to replace that. So whenever I, uh, whenever it starts raining uh, or when I think it's going to rain, I'll put that out in the yard and I put it right under the roof line of the porch so that the what's coming off the roof goes in there and it fills it up. And then I use that uh, to water the plants. So that's always good. So it I fills always up. Fast too. It does. Yeah. Um, All right. We've also learned how to harvest herbs. Now, Larissa had a Quick Tip Tuesday post on how to harvest fresh herbs. Yeah. So check that out if Mm -hmm. you're uh, interested in um, that post. Yep. Link in the show notes. Also, the tomatoes. That is the surprising one because those we've had so much trouble with in the past. And in fairness, I mean, it is difficult to grow Mm -hmm. tomatoes. One of our local meteorologists, he has a garden and he's always talking about his tomatoes. But he said those are the really the toughest thing that he has to grow. Yeah, so. last year I got I got a couple of tomatoes, but they were they split and it was they were not pretty. This year I've got patio tomatoes, and now if you listen to our I think it was episode ninety six where we talked about heirloom plants, um, heirloom heirloom. <laughs> ah. um, I don't know why that bothers me. It just sounds <laughs> gross. But uh, uh, so patio the patio variety is a hybrid, so they're not heirloom seeds, but. I'm just thrilled that they're growing and I showed I showed Vicky earlier this afternoon the plant and we've got I've got at least 15 tomatoes on there uh, anywhere from like dime size di- in diameter to uh, I don't know maybe golf ball and uh, so they're doing really well so I'm happy about that fingers crossed all right and then we also have the as we just mentioned herbs and they are growing in abundance we've had to give some away as a matter of fact i took some orders at work (laughs) from some people just because i said this is all larissa has and she read this at the beginning i mean we had i sent out an email to some of my co-workers and said rosemary thyme oregano sweet basil lime chives parsley mint marjoram dill lavender chamomile sage Mm -hmm. i mean all these things and i had people emailing me back with what they wanted i said well just remember though that 
you got to use these pretty quickly or freeze them. Uh, mm-hmm. And and also, you know, we I don't know that we've done a quick tip, have we, on freezing herbs? We should probably do something. Like I that. did well in the in the harvesting tip. I kind of touched on it, but we should do Maybe a we separate should do a one. Quick tip separately yeah. because pe- that on freezing mean you just and drying. Throw them. Yeah, because that doesn't mean you just throw them in the freezer. Yeah, so, freezing and drying. That's a good yeah, one. That that would be a good one. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, so did we give up on the avocado? We had been trying to grow the avocado, and and Natalie. Cartledge had been sending me so many things on avocado, including one on how to grow Mm -hmm. avocado. And I remember my grandma trying to do this. And so funny, Larissa goes, you never saw an avocado plant? I said, no, I just always saw the pit on toothpicks in water. That's all I ever saw. I never saw an avocado. She never went out to the backyard. For all the ones that you saw, she should have had like a whole grove of avocado I I just remember that always there. And I would never know what it was. But they were saying, well, they're trying to grow avocado. But I tried it and I don't, it just didn't. It's still it's still there. It's still there in a little jar uh, with water, like it said. And there's three toothpicks holding it up. It looks like a it looks like a little alien spaceship, you know, on the legs. Um, (laughs) But and I'm changing the water and putting it in the sun in the the windowsill. So and I I read that it takes weeks to develop. It looks like it's changing, but it doesn't look like for the better. Rotting? (laughs) Is it rotting? Um, Growing, rotting. Yeah. Yeah. But and then I have the mint too that I'm I'm rooting in there and that's doing fantastic. I'm about ready to transplant that because I wanted more mint for tea. Yeah, that's it is looking really good. Mm-hmm. I saw that in the little jar. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some of the challenges then. Well, we've talked about weather, hail, and you know hail is really rare around here for us. Uh, I think I I think we've only gotten since we've been in this house for twelve years we've had hail like twice. Yeah, but when we get it, unfortunately, it's, it's really big yeah. time. So, like the first time we got it, was had to we had to replace our roof. That's how bad it yeah. was. That yeah. caused the roof damage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but we don't get it a whole lot. But when, like you said, when we do, it's big. And this stuff the other night wasn't like little penny, little oh, no. dime size, and it was flying sideways. Stuff. So it's just like tornadic as yeah. well so. yeah it's it kind of a it was kind of a bad night we were really tired yesterday <laughs> but uh yeah so but we were fortunate we didn't have a lot of house damage or car damage so that was good but the lettuce did take it take a beating and a few of my leeks were kind of kind of suffering but not happy i propped them back up and said go 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 so hopefully they'll be good um and then the other thing is that with like we talked about with the drought conditions constantly uh we do have to water more but that's about it the only other real challenge is i guess that i'm kind of concerned about the jalapenos because they don't really seem to be growing as much as they should the the plants don't seem to be as big or as like sturdy as they should be or what i think they should be so it now they are starting to get little flower buds so that's encouraging hopefully the plants will be strong enough to hold them up I know, and that's like one of the things I was looking forward to the most. I know. Well, okay, so here's my question then. If anybody listening has jalapeno growing tips, please send them to me. I can use all the help I can get. Yeah, and we'll share them. Yes, we'll share them out. absolutely. Okay, let's move into the recipe of the week. Okay, well, speaking of mint and tea, mint tea, um, <laughs> <laughs> I did a I did a quick tip uh, a few weeks ago for uh, peppermint tea, and the reason that I that I did that is my stomach gets upset sometimes, and peppermint tea is very soothing for upset stomachs. And since I have mint outside, I wanted to use it, 
and uh, make some peppermint tea. So I wrote the quick tip on the benefits of doing it and then how to do it. So that's, that's our little recipe. Okay, and now moving into the quote of the week. The quote is from Chef Curtis Stone, who said, I grow my own vegetables and herbs. I like being able to tell people that the lunch I'm serving started out as a seed in my yard. That's so cool because I love it when Larissa goes out to our herb boxes and cuts things to put into whatever we're cooking. One of my favorite is rosemary and thyme potatoes. Potatoes, yeah. Very good. And it's just something about it coming from your own garden that's really cool. Yeah, it's really nice. It's fun to go out there and and cut that and, and do all that. So I really like it. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that does it for our show today. As always, we will have links to everything that we've talked about, including some of our previous podcasts that we've referenced and the quick tips in the show notes. Also, if you have just a moment, we would greatly appreciate you heading out to iTunes and leaving us a rating because that helps people to find us. And the more people that find us, the more pumped up we get because we get more downloads, more listeners, all that. And that really stokes us. So we would greatly appreciate you doing that. Yeah. And also on in the show notes, you'll see at the at the very bottom, there's a question. Uh, what's in your garden this season? So we want to know what are you growing? If you if you have a garden, whether it's containers or in the ground or just inside, uh, what do you have? What, do you, what are you growing? What's doing well for you? We love pictures. Um, but you can go to the, to, to the show notes and click on that, leave a comment there um, or show us on Facebook. Especially if you have uh, some tips on the jalapeno growing, because Vicky is sad. Larissa's <laughs> <laughs> is worried. I, I really, I really want some jalapenos. So yeah, I do too. I don't like them. I just want to see them grow. All right, now you know what. Next episode is episode number one zero zero. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's it. crazy. It is crazy. Okay, well, until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.